Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. I guess we're live. Oh, we're here. <laughs> Who hit the live button? We're like, are we live? Are we live? Are we good? We welcome. We, we are live. Welcome everybody. Somebody hit the live button. I guess we're doing a podcast. Hey, how did that happen? How did that happen? We've been we've been stuck in this vault too long, and now we're all of a sudden hitting buttons again and. We're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Fallout Hub. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here with my button-pressing friends, Ken, from Shadowfall 76 Podcast. Ken, how you doing? Well. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me, tell me your feelings, Ken. You know, Tom, we are 20, we're, in, we're 25 days into 2022, mm-hmm. and I've mm-hmm. seen a lot, my friend. What have you, what haven't you seen? I've That's seen... I've seen uh, the new plague, uh, which is NFTs. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's okay. infected a lot of us. You know, some of some of our bright shining stars uh, of of music. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I bought. Um, I posted this on Twitter. I bought Microsoft the other day. Like the whole company. Yeah, um, yeah. I I paid like two thousand dollars for an NFT of the, an image of the news article about Microsoft purchasing Blizzard Activision, which I By was told means yeah, you own it. Tell, means that I mean, the person who sold it to me told me that that means that I now own Microsoft. So you do. It's I, on the it's on the block and tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, at any point, you can I'm, open the tackle box, and you know. Your shares are right there. Yep, right there. And I've been trying to get a hold of everybody else who works for me now. I, that part hasn't been going as well as I expected. But uh, as soon as I get more information about Starfield, I will let everybody know. Let us know how the cease and desist gets done. That I uh, own Bethesda. So, uh, But also we have uh, Dave Chapins here. But we, have, we have to announce him as well. Dave! I've been watching you spackle things on Twitter. Yeah. I do, yeah. I've been doing. I do been doing some spackling and some and some joint compounding. Um, I also, I, I, I do have an an announcement. I have bought, um, I have bought a digital space um, 
in the metaverse of um of Fallout 3, I now own the Republic of Dave. Um, <laughs> that, anyone uh, who goes there, you know? anyone who goes there in the game, oh. they're gonna have to pay me a like a, a ghost cent. Um Dave coin? Dave coin, yeah. If you could just like pay me in Dave coin, um, which are really just those like those like chocolate doubloons that you got from uh, <laughs> Like in kindergarten when you like found some treasure or something and they have like the foil wrapper, that's uh-huh. Dave coin, um, which really has, I mean, that, that, you know, there's a gold standard there. So they have I'm a pretty pleased with my purchase. Big D on yeah, it? Yeah, big D With, on with it. like a money line through it? I, I slapped a big D on it, Tom. Is that what you want to hear? Dave's got a big D, everybody. So uh, welcome back to the show. As usual, we're, we're off, off to, to a great start. We're off to our normal. I do have to warn Dave, though. I lost here. my shirt in investing in wacky wall walkers back in the day. So, you know, got to be careful. Well, your shirt investing. is already off. He's got a big D. It sounds like we are right. We're getting in position for this episode. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy. No. What, oh, an boy. Awkward, what an awkward segue into Fallout. Yeah. You know, Speaking of irony. anal probes, um, <laughs> this episode is going to be about uh, aliens. This episode is sponsored by anal probes. <laughs> so uh, what are we talking about this episode? Well, hey, we've taken a few weeks off. It's been the holidays. Uh, I've, I've gotten sick over the last few weeks, so I'm, I'm recovering. So if I sound a little funny, I apologize. But we've got we've got an update on the PTS for Fallout 76. We've got our man in the streets, monster in the sheets, Ken here, has been uh, a classic mutant. That's a classic joke. Mutant in the sheets uh, has been out in the field, out in the PTS, taking a look at some alien behinds in order to tell us what's going on with those wacky, wacky Zaytans. And we're going to be discussing that today because we've got a new update on the horizon, we've been we've been looking on the horizon. There's been little lights flying around in the in the sky, and they're getting closer and closer. But Ken has been up close with our our Starfield friends. Mm-hmm. Are these? Is this the link between Fallout and Starfield, Ken? You know, to, uh, to Tom. Uh, yes. No. What? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I, I was still. Um, I was still reeling from the monster in the sheets. Um, you know, before we dig into that, because that's a compliment. Uh, that's a compliment. As as wacky as it is, uh, there was at first there was some chatter about uh, you know aliens aren't canonical to Fallout. Uh, and then, aliens you know, are a hundred percent canonical, and then people fight in every Fallout game. So, ever. so why don't what might be start? Let's you know, let's actually start with you, Tom. Let's let's dig back mm-hmm. into the lore and talk yeah, about man. because uh, the the models and some of the cool drones, the mothership, all of which we we're going to talk about, we mm-hmm. we we experienced that firsthand back in Mothership Zeta. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is we're getting a lot of, uh, in the PTS stuff that they've been testing, we're getting a lot of the design aesthetic is pulling from the DLC from Fallout 3, Mothership Zeta DLC, Um, which, by the way, if you haven't played, is a very very substantial part of the Fallout 3 experience. Because, you know, if you pick up Fallout 3 now, you're going to get all the DLCs including Mothership Zeta. Mothership Zeta is a solid, what, eight-hour experience if you play through the whole thing, probably? I think Six, so, Six, yeah. eight hours? I remember it taking like that. a while. 
Yeah, and you are whisked away to a mothership. The aliens come and pick you up. And uh, long story short, you break out of the mothership along with a number of other passengers who have been abducted through the years, including hundreds of years previous, and have been captured on this ship. And you get to know them, and you find your way out of the ship, killing a bunch of uh, meep, meep aliens along the way <laughs> and in order to escape, right? Yeah, one of the the, the coolest things, uh, ironically enough, this this DLC out of I think any of them is one of the most hotly debated and divisive DLCs I think that Fallout mm-hmm. has has ever dropped, with the exception of maybe Dead Money coming in second. People have really strong opinions about the Mothership Zeta DLC. Yeah, um, either hey, it's not really Fallout because it's just you on an alien ship, or B, it's uh, some people just don't like it because it's a lot of just corridor shooting aliens is the is the complaint typically. Yeah. Um, which to me is kind of funny because my wife, of all people, this is like her favorite DLC, which I think is is really interesting because I don't know in my in my personal experience, I, I always find it interesting when my spouse is like has a really strong feeling about something in a game that we both love. Like that's kind of like a I don't know. It's a big flag. It's like, whoa, there's okay, there's this is worth I respect her opinion. And so that makes me go, okay, there's something here worth really looking at. You know, like what is it that really makes this stand out for her? And I think for her, it was the fact that it does feel so different from everything else. It's the fact that we're getting, you know, alien tech. And and alien tech exists in the games. Like there's you know, there's lore behind it. They the uh, humans were using alien tech because the aliens had visited Earth and they were deconstructing and, and reverse engineering alien tech in order to make some of the equipment that we were using on Earth. That is, that's part of the lore. And in Mothership's data, we actually get a look at like other types of alien weapons and some of the things going on in the ships. And we get to see more than just one type of alien. And it kind of expands on this bigger idea of like, okay, who are these beings from another planet that have in a very B movie kind of way been monitoring, testing humans over centuries. And it gives us this bigger picture as to how long have they been been around? And we find out that they've been around for a really, really long time because the oldest the oldest member of the crew that has been abducted is a Japanese individual from like feudal Japan, hundreds of years in the past, who has been like cryogenically preserved on this spaceship. So they've been around for a while and are either time traveling or are cryogenically preserving people and just keeping them around for some reason. So there's some interesting bits of lore that are all tied up with Mothership Zeta. See, and in my, I loved playing this DLC um, because it was so different. Um, like, I th- and I think that's why both that and Dead Money get so much heat is because they could be like their own standalone mini games. Because they are mm-hmm. that distinctly different, um, but uh, UFOs and you know fighting invaders from the stars is so classic nineteen fifties. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's such a big part of Americana, and two of my favorite um, discoveries in there is is the plan that the Zetans were going to use Giddy Up Buttercups to invade 
That was a really cool, like, little random thing. Um, and then the other thing actually is a Fallout 76 tie-in in which um, one of the, I believe it was the vice president of Vault-Tec, um, went missing at the Fallout 70, uh, Vault 76 construction site. And you pick up one of the interrogation tapes and, you know, the aliens tortured him and probed him to death. Just, you know. speaking, speaking of probes, um, speaking of probes. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that uh, the DLC and, and the aliens in general build on the fantasy of Fallout because Fallout is not um, it's not grounded survival. Um, you, you can find that in a lot of like a grounded survival as in like the road. Like yeah. very like it's it, there is some like raw grit to it, gritty right there is some there's some wackiness that has been baked in since the beginning. I mean everyone's running around in like these really obnoxious vault suits like just from like, from the get like that seems a little bit out of place like you know most people would be in like a bunch of rags or whatever like th- there is a fantasy to it and I think bringing in um, e- even in like Fallout Three's time bringing in more creatures. Um, bringing in and, and kind of expanding the, the fantasy of it is, is an important thing if you want to, you know, make it the the property that it is today. Every Everything that Bethesda has done has always harkened back to the original two fallouts in yeah. some fashion. Um, and they may have expanded in some directions more than others, but at least they've referenced some core from those original two games. And if you look at the original two games, the core has been a combination of survivalist post-apocalyptic, like the darkness uh, side of that, like, like Dave, you know, mentioned like the road, um, that whole, uh, Oh my God, the world is ending. Is it even worth surviving? What do we do when everything seems bleak? And then the whole other side of that is the pop culture, uh, 1950s, 1960s B movie, pop culture reference side of it, which is totally baked into Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 with references to uh, B-movie sci-fi and um, all sorts of everything to, uh, you know, from, um, I I can't remember specific names of of the films right now, but um, movies with these like aliens, you know, visiting Earth and abducting people to um, uh, Blade Runner with uh, the gun from Blade Runner showing up and, and all of these other films along the way, there's constantly been references to these things in the games. So to take a time out for a DLC to say, okay, let's explore that side of it a little bit more, or to, to spend a little bit more time in something like Fallout 76 and focus a little bit more on the wacky side of it, which tends to be the case with Fallout 76. It's, it's con- consistently more wacky uh, with the further we get into Fallout 76, especially with these little updates and the the uh, events and things, than um, than the core storyline. But you you go back and look at the core storyline, and it's it, it's pretty dark. The things that happen before we get out of the vault are very dark. Everybody dies. Nobody actually is able to cooperate in order to resist the plague. You know, all of that stuff is is very dark. So there's still that balance there. Yeah, and I mean, it, there's a really cool death ray that you get to play around with and, and shoot at, at the Earth, and you don't know where it's going to hit. Could have killed a bunch of people you don't know, but it's fun to push. Fun to push that button. It's fun to push the big red button and just watch watch what happens. I mean, that's that's the core principle of curiosity. It makes a fun noise, too. It's like, pushoom. <laughs> 
<laughs> so okay. So wait, wait. So uh, this is in in the PTS right now. There's a death ray. No, no, no. I'm talking about Mothership Zeta. <laughs> oh, okay. Or, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if we transitioned into something that was actually uh, you're able to do in the in the actual event. Like, I wish. you actually get a death ray in the in the event also. You so know, okay, can, can I, we I'm transition ready to do into that because... to someone's camp other than dropping a nupe on it. Let me let me have a giant death ray. That oh I my can, god! That I can shoot at someone's camp where it just goes. And then eventually it, it turns into a, a twenty four hundred baud modem. Diamond I mean, if sound. you have the if you have the satellite signal grenade, I mean that's that, that's close. That's pretty close to a, a giant death ray that's going to shoot it at a camp, but uh, not, not exactly alien. More um, military tech than anything else. <laughs> so. Okay, so we we've hit kind of the foundation for this stuff. Now, what what else is? Were there some other ideas, some other questions you had, or can we transition? Because I'm excited to find out now. Let's what is in yeah. this update. So the one of the so aside from the actual design of the aliens um, being carried forward. So in terms of their their look, you know they they look the same. They have different classifications. Um, there's a Captain Alpha, Captain Omega, uh, General Zeta, and Lieutenant Kappa. Um, in terms of different variants. Now, if you got the Fallout 76 survival guide, you, you are they all sorority girls? Uh, they are. They're they, all like, you know, posed up. They've got, they the sell, they sell Samoa Zaytan <laughs> scout cookies. Uh-huh. Okay. And instead of coconut, it's people. Um, Soylent cookies, Soylent Samoa cookies. Mm. Soy that sounds delicious. Soy Moa. Soy moa. Soy moa cookies. Yeah. Soy moa. Oh my god. That sounds like something the rock was gonna try to sell me for protein intake. <laughs> um but also the the drones that you saw in Mothership Zeta, those those cute little flying robots that look like the little hamburger flipping one from batteries not included. Um <laughs> that's a reference. A movie that nobody outside the eighties has seen. Um, oh my god! Everybody younger I than thirty is just like what? That was my favorite movie. When I was a kid. <laughs> um, so getting into the event, so um, it's a triggered event that happens every hour on the hour. So kind of like Foshnacht, and the mothership will appear in the sky over a few different places. Each time I did it, it just happened to take place at Charleston, so it hung over the Capitol building. And you're immediately introduced to a man named Homer Saperstein. And we don't know a lot about him now. He's a completely new figure. Um, he has a very unusual way of talking. Like there's something. Pause, pause. Dave, how does he talk with a name like Homer Saperstein? What do you um, think he, he sounds like? Uh, what do I think he sounds like? I think he sounds like this. I'll do my impression. Hello. <laughs> me. Homer Saperstein. Um, and then um, it's it's <laughs> no. like somebody that is, you know, you play the tape in reverse and then record oh. it and then reverse it. Like, the, like little, your, the little midget guy from Twin Peaks? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like Arthur, 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 yeah. Arthur. It's oh. years. Yeah, that's how Homer oh, Saperstein sounds. Wow. Okay, I totally didn't expect that, that accent. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, Anyways, <laughs> how does he how does he really sound? Not like that at all. <laughs> um, okay. It was a <laughs> dreams crushed, dreams crushed on the ground. A, you know, that, was a, that was a good one, though. That was a good a, guess. It was a valiant guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so you meet Homer Saperstein and 
the aliens are coming down and installing three different um, brainwave extractor siphons. Um, so it, it looks uh, like a, a monolith, like a little mini thing. It's protected by shields, and it can build up enough power to release a wave that will kill you immediately. So once these things reach a critical mass, it will pashoom out this gigantic wave of energy. Did and you just use pashoom like a verb? Uh, you know, Tom, That's I great. may have. That's um, amazing. It will pashoom out and like kill you instantly. So the key to that is to actually get the hell out of the way. Um, wow. Each time I played it, it is is one of the most fun new events we've had in a while because it's complete insanity. Um, every time I did it, I had no idea what the hell was going on because the spawn rate of the aliens and the drones and the, the Pashumi uh, giant monolith siphon thing that's sucking out your brain waves. Um, mm-hmm. It was Is all... It an it was, adjective now? It was all going... <laughs> you know what, Tom? Don't grammar check me. It's I'm a culture. It's the Pashumi monolith. We discovered it in South America. Um, you know, it's down there in the <laughs> island of Pashumi. Uh, when we dug it up, I mean, it just like blew our brains up. It was so great. Yeah. Yeah. Pashum. Pashum. You spell that. P S S S S S S H O O O O O O O O M. S S S S six S's. All right. One sorry. of them has an umlaut over it. It's important you pronounce it correctly. <laughs> so what is an S with an umlaut over it? Sound like Hey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. We're inventing new things. Yeah, that's a brand Whoa. new thing. That's a brand new thing, right? Wow. There. Um, wow. Okay. Well that's okay. So <laughs> someone in right. chat, I'm gonna name my next cat Pashumi. <laughs> Pashumi. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's a great name uh, that's for a cat. Hilarious. All right. Um yeah, so the event is just incredibly fun because there's a lot going on at once. So it is the most ridiculous horde event um, you could ever play. Once you end up uh, defeating all of the the lieutenant, the captains, um, the general... The sorority girls and the Pashums. You get rid of the sorority girls by buying enough cookies to make them go away. Mm-hmm. Um, the general will, will transport down. And now this is where it gets fun. The general's... So it's not fun yet? The general is, like, in this Gundam armor. Um, wait, 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 wait. Did you, did you say Gundam with an umlaut over the U? I did. <laughs> I went to Ikea recently, so I'm having trouble deprogramming myself, Tom, all right? With a, did, you a get any, did you get any models there? Did you, like, get some Gundam I got models? some Moodles. Probably the German version. I got some, some mo- Moodles? I got some Moodles for my furniture. <laughs> Wouldn't it be furniture? Yes. <laughs> oh, I've got dogs barking again. Great. Oh, just this so is the language episode. I love this. This is amazing. All right, go on. Yep. So uh, the General Zeta comes down. The armor, the the way in which they designed his outfit is is really really amazing. It's um, like picture the most unique power armor frame you've ever seen. Um, it looks to me, it looked a little bit like, uh, no one else is going to know this reference. It looked like the thunder road from the movie explorers, 
because that has that red and white aesthetic with light. Nobody knows this movie. How don't you? know. I don't even this know is, this reference. This is a I know most of your references, of but I don't know River this one. Phoenix movie. Come on now. It's the Explorers, explorers? damn it. It's called the Explorers. No, just Explorers. Explorers. Just Explorers movie. movie. Come 1980s on. 1980s probably, right? Yes, maybe. <laughs> if you haven't seen <laughs> it, it's a great it. movie. Um, but the design of, of the outfit that they came up with is really fantastic. Um, wow. So you can River grind Phoenix it. and Ethan Hawke are babies in this 1985. Yeah, it was around the same time that they did stand by me. Yes. Excellent movie. Um, so every hour on the hour, it will appear uh, over a different random location. It drops some great plans, including new variants. Um, I got an alien disintegrator. Um, it'll drop some other cool plans. Um, so that is the event, but there's a few different interesting updates that also dropped related to this. Now, Dave. Yes. In your travels across the land, what can you tell me about one man named Indrid Cold? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, Indrid Cold. Uh, I, I don't have my book on hand. I could I could pull out the book and start reading reading the Gospel of Mark. This <laughs> this could um, be an entire podcast by Dave Chavins. It, I mean, it could be, and there probably is a whole. In, I think there actually is a whole injured cold. I feel like you guys covered this up yeah. there um, as like an anticipation of this happening. Um, so injured cold is um, was the being that showed up in Point Pleasant after. Uh, the Mothman came and had all the Mothman sightings. Um, and it was around the same time that the government was going around. Um, but this man was in this kind of like weird suit and uh, spoke in a very strange accent. And What did um, the accent sound like, Dave? Um, I mean, it was, it's it's written down. Um, so um, <laughs> oh, you can't in the do movie examples? Mothman Prophecies, when they're on the phone, it kind of sounds like this when Richard Gere's talking to him. Oh, no. I see that chapstick. In your drawer, Richard. Um, so, so that's that's what he sounds like. The injured cold went around looking for people who were witnesses, particularly the uh, I forgot if you would have asked me a different day. I forgot the names of the of the couple that saw Mothman. Um, he was looking for them and went around questioning people in the community. And um, people didn't like how he looked, kind of like a a man that was kind of like melted wax. Um, a lot of the accounts of that, there are other accounts of injured cold being spotted across the West Virginia, um, up the road from where I am. Apparently he landed in a giant lamp, um, that looks like a sideways chimney as one and, does, um, questioned, uh, a, a driver on the road where point pleasant was. Um, there's also been <laughs> sightings of him across, uh, like Roswell, um, a lot of different stuff in the in the um, in the West where it's a uh, it's more alien activity out there. Because um, when you land in a giant chimney lamp, you don't stop and buy a map. Yeah, and and when he was when he when he stopped in that giant chimney chimney, he uh, told this man um, in te- telepathy that he was from the Gametes system uh, and that he was um, here to investigate something. Um, people treated him like a hostile entity for the most part. Um, and not very much else is, is known about him. There's some detailed descriptions and drawings of him, of, of people, um, 
that were witness to it. Um, but it was kind of the aftermath of of Mothman. It was kind of his role. And around the same time, too, we also had the Men in Black show up in in Appalachia. Um, mm-hmm. Will Smith and. Um... <laughs> The other guy. Yeah, uh, it was John Keel that uh, actually space. named them Men in Black. He was the first person to give them that name, the MIBs. Yeah, the um the Men in Black were actually pretty pretty active in Appalachia because they were also the ones that managed the um like like historically uh managed the uh Greenbrier um bunker that's under I guess you call it the White Spring bunker um in this in this scenario, but in um in times like people that own the hotel wouldn't exactly know about the giant vaults that house all of Congress underneath them. And so they would, um, they would be looking through their books and be like, Hey, um, these people, these employees are being paid a lot. And there's this like missing space that we're just like diverting electricity to what's that for. And about like when they came to that conclusion, they were visited by men in black suits and they were like, Hey, um, yeah, you, uh, you can't know anything about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just going to have to accept this. <laughs> and then they did a dance number. Mm-hmm. But they were also there for um, the Mothman event and the Flatwoods monster sighting, um, the men in black. Well, I brought them up because um, there is a new random encounter that you will find with this update that is dropping in March. It's up on the PTS now. Um, so if you're wandering the roads and it's completely random, so you have to be at, a, at one of the random spawn spots in order to come across him. Um, but he's labeled as the emissary. And uh, in the game files, if you actually look at, at what the character is named in there, the character is named Men in Black or Man in Black. Um, hmm. And if you listen and sneak up to him, um, his dialogue is actually really interesting. Um, one line is Carol memo to the bosses. Bosses, they have arrived in Appalachia. Carol, find out when Venus will be at its zenith. Results positive for Zitanium. Sample acquired for further consideration. Initial contact force numbers currently unknown. Epsilon protocol will commence. The witness is nearby. Intel acquisition and negation will begin momentarily. Zitanium? Like Zatanium? I'm assuming that that's what that is, yeah. Huh. We had um, ultrasight, and now we're getting zitanium. So what's what's unusual about like the way in which um, the person is reporting? They're, they're just talking to nobody. He's just standing in the road talking out loud, and it reminds me almost of um, Twin Peaks. <laughs> when yeah, because uh, Agent Cooper has that uh that cassette player, and he's talking to the secretary. Yeah, you never see the secretary. No. But it had that same kind of feel. But that particular, the last line, the witnesses nearby, intel acquisition and negation will begin momentarily, is a little ominous. And I couldn't tell if he was referring to me or maybe something else. You're right, right. Yeah, who who are they talking about? Um, and, what did, and what did they witness? And it, it the dialogue is random, but um, the two encounters that I had, one was all of those lines. And you can talk to him and he'll talk for you a little bit and then he'll wipe your memory. Like he'll flash, uh, everything kind of fades away 
and then like actual men in black the movie yeah exactly uh and then you know when the the fading electricity buzzing thing goes away like you know there's just an empty roadway um uh, the second unusual encounter was the same kind of thing, named the same thing, but the dialogue was completely different and way, way weirder. So the first one, it seems like it's a human uh, agent of some kind communicating with someone, maybe investigating aliens. The other one didn't talk at all like a human and had really weird dialogue. Um, he was asking things like, when was the last time you laid supine in a field and gazed at the celestial bodies in the sky? Many may not know that when Andromeda Galaxy reaches its peak brilliance, the new age of humanity will begin. Wait, I, I mean, that's what I say to people when I randomly run into them at the grocery store. I, I mean, that's know. what IKEA employees say to me all the time. Um, I don't know why that's so weird. <laughs> could you could you please move out of the way so I can reach the eggs? And by the way, when did you last <laughs> lay randomly supine on the <laughs> and gaze up at the stars? <laughs> But the dialogue was was weird and odd enough that it almost seemed like there's two different versions that you can run into. One that clearly is a human agent and one that clearly has something weird going on there. Um, mm-hmm. So you can talk to them. And, and that second one, the same thing. If you talk to them, they go away. Now, here's where things get interesting. If you attack them, any of them, and kill them, there's a 50% chance they will drop a unique item and that item is a mysterious key. And if you go back to Black Mountain Ordnance, you go to TNT Dome number eight. And there is now a card reader outside the dome. When you scan that key, the key is instantly destroyed. So once you go in, you can't go back in unless you find another key. Going inside, you actually find uh, an alien autopsy room and you discover by talking to a stream that is actually Homer Saperstein's base of operations. And you can talk to him a little bit. Um, he is essentially, uh, he claims to be human. <laughs> he, he just announces unprompted that he's a human being just like you, which seems, you know, like the kind of sus thing that an alien would say. Um, as, uh, as you steal <laughs> the gum from the store, you say, I'm not a thief. I'm just borrowing this. It's like Thank the, you. Like, it's like what Mark Zuckerberg said uh, under testimony in the Senate. I am indeed a human. Um, <laughs> Let me assure you, I, I have all the human parts the same as you. My Facebook uh, is fresh. We, weird. Um, yeah. So so when you go in there, you can poke around. You'll You'll find an alien body. Um, there's a hollow tape labeled the truth, which is very exile like. And if you, if you talk, or if you pick up the tape, it will explode. Um, if you go to his talk secret terminal, that will self-destruct. Um, so that's a little unusual, but as you talk to him, he's, he's basically investigating aliens. Um, he also created something called Homer's aid, and if you ask him to deploy it into the dome, he'll release an aerosol into the air to give you a temporary buff that lasts for two hours called Homer's Aid, and it will give you a 5% damage increase against aliens for two hours. So if you're grinding oh. the alien event um, and you want an extra XP boost, go to the dome first, like keep a key on you before this kicks off so you can go right in there, get the buff, and then grind those two um, spawns of it. Buff and grind. Well, 
but right. the whole um, the whole weird thing, the, the alien, um, the emissary encounter was really unusual in terms of there being two completely different ways in which they talked. I love that. I love I love just weird stuff that may not ever get explained. It sounds like that they've they've incorporated injured cold into into the fallout um pantheon of of West Virginia cryptids um which I kind of I kind of expected for them to um just in some of of the the clues and and, and things that they had kind of left before um I think that it is uh is pretty smart because if you actually watch Mothman prophecies Mothman only shows up like maybe twice um uh, but most of the time the entity that um Richard Gear um, famous for Knights in Rodanthony and a uh, pretty woman is talking to, <laughs> uh, that that's going to be injured cult, um, over the phone. Um, which, uh, Mothman prophecies is a fine movie. Injured cold is maybe not the scariest being because you never actually see injured cold. Um, you just kind of hanging around mysteriously and then never shows up. This isn't a great pitch on injured cold, but um, <laughs> this sounds this sounds better than that. Um, so take that, Richard Gear. Why don't you get your butt in the gear and and do some cool? You know, get your gear butt in gear gear. So, do you know for sure that these are the only two things that happen when you run into this guy, or are these just the two experiences you had? Thus far, they're the only two that I've seen. There could be more. And also, it's important to note, too, that this is PTS. So all of this may change. Like, dialogue may change. The character mm-hmm. may change. Um, like, all of this is is prone to changing. Um, initially, they when both you could, named? They're both called the Emissary. In the game files, um, they're actually named Man in Black. Yeah. Interesting. So they're very well could. Oh, boy. As I was saying, th- there could be more stuff and different kinds of experiences when you come across the emissary than what you've seen so far. I'm really, uh, it's, I think that they're going to do more with Homer Saperstein. Like, why would, why would they make such a big deal uh, and create his base of operations where you could go talk to him if if it was just going to be like this random throwaway pigger, uh, kind of like Dodge? Or say, hey, it's Dodge, you know, go to Daily Ops, you stupid bastard. Uh, <laughs> but he has like no... Perfect. He sounded just like him. Yeah, but he has no purpose. Uh, I feel like Homer Saperstein, there may be something more there. I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious when... when um expeditions first get introduced to the game like what what that will be um if we'll see more aliens then um if that will kind of be because this is a it's a limited time event right this um is it's like a seasonal like foshnock yeah 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 i mean there is also some early stuff um that dropped in the recent pts update for expeditions but it might even be too early to even talk about it. Essentially, there's you know menu designs. Um, in in design of it, it's it's not so much a separate world space as it is just a really huge cell. Um, unlike the way in which Fallout seventy six is built, which is you know a, a world space, this is kind of like a standalone huge cell space that we'll be traveling to 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 go around in. So it's not like it's um, 
in the design of that, people shouldn't get disappointed that it's not like a separate world space. It's just a separate cell from the game where you kind of go to and it's a whole big world in there. My expectation has been um, similar to what uh, I think it started with Far Cry 5. Um, Far Cry 5, 6, and no, 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 it started with Far Cry New Dawn, which is their post-apocalyptic one. And now it's in Far Cry 6 where they have these, um, they're actually called expeditions in New Dawn, but they are like, here is like an area that you go to and it is like a, like uh, the one in Far Cry that I played recently was like a zoo. And it's like, here are the little areas in the zoo. You need to go retrieve this package. But it's like, it's a level. There's a m- different ways to complete it and different. And like, you can roam around and explore, but it is not like a um, a traditional piece of the world that you're going around. Like you are, you are on a mission, you have kind of a, a layout and then you go and um, get this like slice of world and go hang out, go do your thing. Yeah. I, I, but I think, uh, just to temper expectations, because I think what people want is something that's like a whole new huge map the size of Fallout 76, and the pit is not going to be that. It's not going to be that no. big. That so, map, I mean, the map is four times the size of Fallout 4. You know, like, yeah, that's that's gigantic. So just temper right. expectations. Like, you're, you're going to want, to, from the way in which this is designed, it invites you to really go back there frequently with friends for something, but it's it's too early reveal and figure out, what, oh, poor doggy. Uh, Tom has brought his his dog onto the show. Uh, the dog is wearing a a cone around its neck and has a little bandage, and um, it looks very cute, but also a little sad at the same time. She had she had an operation. She had to get some little bumps removed, and Aww. the other dog keeps barking at her. So I apologize. So we, we're trying to separate them for the show. And she's this is the official. I would like to introduce. I would like to introduce the fourth member of the Fallout Hub. Um, Tom, what's your dog's name? This is Pumpkin. Pumpkin, uh, yes, Pumpkin. Uh, Pumpkin has um, been a Fallout community member for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Is is mm-hmm. has some friends at the Robots Radio Network and is a um, the now the official fourth member of the Fallout Hub. Uh, Pumpkin, what are your thoughts on expeditions? I like food. Thank you, Pumpkin. Uh, that, now back. To, thanks, Brick. Back to <laughs> that was riveting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good to temper expectations for this because everyone that is that is working on like uh, the concept of like a new world is going to be working on Starfield, and then that team is going to be working on Elder Scrolls next. Of like, hey, we need to build maps for things that are big, that are traditional. Um, I think you're going to have them working on on that, and then subsequ- subsequently Fallout Five um, of like designing these. Because, I mean, the amount of work put into the original Fallout 76 map was a ton. I mean, it's filled with stuff. I yeah. think... Well, uh, I, I've got some thoughts real quick. Um, just real fast. When we got the uh, the expansions for the Brotherhood of Steel stuff, and we went to some of the new locations, we had new places to go. They were, like, underground or in, like, inside locations. But they were new places. They just didn't exist outside in the world. I think we're going to see similar amounts of new space for some place like the pit. It just might be like an outside environment rather than an inside or underground like dungeon. Right. I think that's probably what we're going to see is a similar amount of like, hey, you can go around in this environment, talk to people, go into this little area, fight these enemies, go do these things. But it's probably going to be in that kind of a scale, which is 
I don't know, not not nearly the size of the, the whole entire map, probably, you know, a tenth of the map, something like that. Not nearly, you know, a big map extension, but another place you can go, talk to people, do things. That's my expectation. I mean, it also could have some verticality to it in the same way that the pit did. So if if you remember sure. way back to the pit, you know, you're you're going down into sewers, down into factories, up into skyscrapers. Um, so just because it's it's a cell and not this huge map that I think people want, but it's not going to be, doesn't mean that that there's not going to be a whole new place to explore and spend some a lot of time there. The other the other possibility is something like what they did with uh, Vardenfell or you know Morrowind in the Morrowind game and translating that to Elder Scrolls Online was an almost one to one ratio kind of thing, just scaled for the other game. So when you, for example, when you start Morrowind and you get off the ship and you go into, uh, I'm going to mess up the name of the town, it's very similar when you visit it in ESO. It's, I mean, it's a few hundred years in the, in, you know, previous to the events of Morrowind, but you, there's a building and, you know, there's buildings right where they should have been and you go walk through that area and it's pretty similar. The scale of the island is fairly similar, um, but it's not, it's not exact. And... I think if they were to take something like the design of the pit and kind of move it over because it was, it was a DLC expansion sized zone and move it over for fault 76 and maybe could even take the geometry directly from something like fallout three, because it was technically part of the same engine and just work it into fault 76. Maybe that's possible and retexture the zone and put in new characters and enemies and things then maybe you could take that and repurpose it and make it work out. I don't know. I don't know if that's possible, but you could potentially do something like that. Yeah, like a, a smaller, like the DLCs for Fallout 4 were big. Well, I mean, the, um, the Automaton was just um, a, a few different quest locations, um, which is more along the lines of, of the stuff that 76 has seen. But I mean, Far Harbor and, and Nuka World were, were big areas. But I mean, even before that, Fallout 3, about, like Fallout 3 about, like, DLCs. Yeah, Dead or, Money or um, uh, the Savage Divide one, the one with Ulysses. Um, not Savage Divide, that is <laughs> false. Lonesome the one Road. With Lonesome Road, like where you are on kind of a path. And I mean, you can explore around a little bit. Like there's like places. New Vegas ones? Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing for um, Mothership Zeta or um, uh, Operation Anchorage. Like the pit isn't that isn't that big of an area, um, right? When you compare right. it, to, uh, like Point Lookout or um, oh yeah, yeah, it's know. it's not yeah, it's not Far Harbor by any means. Right. And I think that's uh, and there again is the expectation game. Like I think a lot of players want Far Harbor, <laughs> like a Far Harbor sized map, and I don't think we're gonna get that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get that either. But I would rather have uh, more often expansions and them be smaller than wait longer to get bigger expansions. Yeah, per- particularly with with how much there is to do in that area. Um, going back to DC, you know, visiting some of the other places. Um, just a lot of surrounding areas to check out. Yeah, the other cool event uh, that did drop as well. Um, if, if you ever wanted to beat up robots, you know, like what we've all wanted to, um, you, everyone here has wanted yeah. to beat up robots. What did I, what did I do? Um, I mean, I tell some bad you jokes. You know sometimes. what you did. 
we're we're looking I mean, to move our fourth Fallout Hub member up to the the official third one, um, and so we're going to beat you up. Oh, you hear that, Pumpkin? Pumpkin seems excited about the concept. Or oh, like, look at the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's hungry. She hasn't eaten in a day because she's been in surgery. Oh, yeah. The the other cool event is the the new um, event in which you can actually fight waves of robots, which is kind of cool. So that's another fun event to do. I've only seen it. I didn't get a chance to do that one yet, though I really, really want to. Um, I love I love breaking robots. I love how like their pieces fly off and, and crap. That's always yeah. fun to me. From what I watched, it looked a hell of a lot of fun. Um, that's another cool event that you'll be able to do. Um, and it reminds me a little bit of, of like Fight Club 76. Um, but instead of players, you're going up against robots. Like it's a, it's a gladiator arena. So you're going in there, the doors closed, there's like flamethrowers and, you know, waves of robots. It, it looks pretty cool. It sounds cool. Yeah. Well, um, do we have a date yet? On the DLC, I do. Uh, well, March. Just, just March. Sometime in, in March. Sometime in March. Right. Right. Um, huh. What's your bet? What's your? I'm saying. Um, hang on. Let me look at my calendar, and we're going to put bets down. Um, and then we will be um, whoever wins gets a Dave coin. Um, that is uh, sweet. Uh, you can. What can you, you buy with that. a Dave coin? Um, you three Chad you coins. Can, yeah, you can buy three chat coins Whoa. or um, exchange, two stocks, right? two stocks and stockings. Um, How many stonks? Um, th- that we don't talk about that here. You're gonna have to get. Um, you're gonna have to go to dot tour and get on the dark web and, mm. Uh, mm. and deal with that. One. I heard Elon Musk uh, said that he would eat a uh, Happy Meal on stream, like on camera on stream, if McDonald's would take Dogecoin. Can a Dave Coin buy a Happy Meal? Um, the Dave Coin can just buy Happy. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Which, when you read the asterisk and fine print, you actually have to go to one of the few remaining Chuck E. Cheese locations and turn it in for tickets, which then can be used to buy things like a wacky wall walker or a lollipop. Yes, exactly. I'm you glad, know what? I'm, gonna... I, I'm glad you all are here for this. Mm. I, I'm very pleased that you're along for this investment ride. You know what I really want? I'm going to invest in because I think it's going to come back. Our blockbuster coins for the one remaining blockbuster location. I think I think that is a that's a that's a brilliant. Because I mean, think about it. Just up, just go with me here. Think about it. If they open a second location, you just doubled your value. I mean, that's that's a good deal. I'm just going to walk up to people's camps in Fallout 76 and be like, I've, I, I bought this camp. Um, it was being sold on uh, the metaverse, and uh, now I own your camp. <laughs> you yes, I bought an NFT of your camp. You got you to take Bye a picture now. of it first. Yep. It's like a I'm picture gonna, of your camp. I, I, I minted it. it. I'm going to put it in the, uh, in the Raiders uh, frame, and uh, then it's mine. That's how That's that how goes. Works. Start a yeah. website called Rad Ocean. Let's end the show. Let's do it. Let's end the show. Thanks, everybody, um, for tuning in. I'm sorry that we are totally incompetent when it comes to dates and to figuring things out like this. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed the show. If you have, please leave us a review with positive words and five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can do that now. You can, you can drop also, us a rating on Spotify. You can, you can also leave us a review that tells us it's 20 minutes before we get to the content. We like those, too. 
Yeah, we like those too. But um, we you front know. loaded today. We front loaded. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Beyond also, that, sorry uh, about the barking dog. I can't help it. The, the other dog wants to bark at the dog in the in the head thing, and I can't I can't keep it from happening. But thank you for tuning in. You guys have anything we want to share before we go out? Uh, before that, uh, the so the the scoreboard will be winding down in March. Um, some of the cool new things that that came to the scoreboard, though, and one of the cool things that we haven't talked about yet is the addition of pirate radio. Pirate Radio. So Pirate Radio is a new radio station that has been added with uh, uniquely written classic radio dramas. That came Isn't from that the already Bethesda in the team. game? It is. Um, already in yep, the game. It's in the game. They're going to keep updating that with new stories with each update. Um, also with Patch 33, we'll be able to build our own Pirate Radio. So you'll be able to have a radio in your camp so you can... You can shit on a porch with your dog, Rusty. Listen to those tales. Share the Rusty tales. Uh, This has been an episode of Pirate Radio. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I have some stuff to talk about uh, to to kind of uh, show off here that I've got going on in my life. Um, I've got a new podcast. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. it is a Fallout podcast uh, where Whoa. we play the Fallout role-playing game, which is a tabletop role-playing game. Uh, it's called Rad Rolls. It's on all podcast services. I've got a group of about five people together to play this game. Uh, their characters are from the NCR, uh, Capital Wasteland. I've got one guy that is from the Indianapolis 500 track that is from a race car uh, group, and they're on like their own Rumspringa for like building cars um it's pretty cool um it's all set in uh an original setting it's uh southern louisiana um so expect new orleansy things um new orleans is still around it has a different name um we just put out our first episode last week and we're doing episodes every friday they they're not like a most uh ttrpg podcasts you hear like three hours long our episodes are just like 50 minutes so it's like a you don't have to, you know, sign off your life to listen to one of these. Um, it's decently sized. And um, all of the proceeds that we make from any, like, ads, since there's, like, six people, we're not going to split it. We're just going to put it towards Extra Life. And you can actually donate to our Extra Life, and there's certain um, tiers to get shout-outs on the show. Or if you want to, like, add an NPC to the show and name them, like, Farty McFart Pants or, you know, just name them up <laughs> yourself, whatever you want, you can also do that. And that's all through the um, our Extra Life page that we have. So awesome. That's what's going on. What if your name is Farty McFart Pants? If your name is Farty McFart Pants, I believe that um, you stink. That's not fair. That's Just mean, because your Dave. name something doesn't Dave's mean that you, mean. you are. Oh, my God. Barky dog. Um, you got anything else going on, Ken? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're writing three scripts at once. Uh, for the Chad show and working towards the ending of season two, um, which should be around the fall just before Christmas, um, which will see us uh, end, end things in the war for Appalachia. Um, We have some pretty exciting special guests coming up for that. Uh, Beyond that, the other thing that I've been up to though is, is something that's not related to anything that nobody here would be interested in. Uh, we launched a, a business podcast at work that I started. That's uh, 
That's, oh, that's cool though. That's what's, what's the name of it? We should all go give it some five star reviews. That's all, what I did. It's I all saw. that's hair. So it's it's me uh, and two industry professionals uh, talking about salon business and things like that, which is kind of dry stuff for Fallout. But I would like so if you want more Fallout content, shout out to the Fallout Roundtable Show, um, which is part of the Ro- uh, Robots Rocket Club. <laughs> Rockets? Robots Radio Rocket Club. Ro- Robots Radio Rocket yeah. Club. Yeah. Tongue twister. Um, great show. They just launched that. So if you want more, more discussion content, um, each week they tackle a different topic. It's, uh, I listened to the first episode and it was really great. Um, yes. I recommend you drop that, give them a listen and, uh, and particularly give them a review. So, uh, because the initially, uh, it's really hard once these shows get out there, uh, they really need the, the views and reviews. So hopefully get picked up by Apple. Um, so please take time to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, some of the members of our community decided they wanted to put a discussion podcast together. Oh my God. And, uh, so sorry. Come here. Come and, um, uh, so they started the fallout round table. So go check it out. Um, my dog is really loud. I'm so sorry about this. Uh, come here. <laughs> This is good content for radio. This is great content, uh, Tom, guys. I'm so Tom sorry. Tom runs the Robots Radio Network. Um, he has a bunch of shows that are Lorecast. Um, he is doing the Fallout Lorecast, an ESO Lorecast. He just did his 100th episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast and had Kev oh, do it and Juicehead on it. Um, Tom also is uh, doing a Pisces. Uh, his Twitch streams where he's... he's um, <laughs> He's playing Skyrim with his mom. His mom's there. They're That's playing true. Skyrim together. Um, Tom's busy. Yeah. I'm a busy guy. Also, um, and I'll, I'll try to... Hey, stop! Stop! <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, we've got a community Minecraft server that we started for the Robots Radio community. So if you want to join us and play Minecraft and do a lot of fun things on there... Uh, we voted on a thing, and you can join us. Oh my, he's so loud! On our Robots Radio Discord, if you want to find the uh, info for the server, come join us on there. And that's it. That's it. We're done. I'm gonna make my dog shut up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this. Bye, everybody. Thanks for being here. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.